0: Welcome to the Traffic Masters show. Each week, Traffic Masters explores the lifeblood of your business, generating traffic, turning visitors into leads, and conversion strategies. Mastering traffic and conversion allows you to grow a business you love and live the life of your dreams. Welcome to the show. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Traffic Masters here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves the Dean and Founder of Directions University at directionsuniversity.com. Calling in live this week from Bonita Springs, Florida, as I do each week on Tuesdays at noon Eastern. We've got my co-host, Jack Humphrey, the Associate Dean of Directions University, calling in from Richmond, Indiana as well. Hello, Jack. Hello. Hello. Looking forward to our guest today.
1: Yes, Dan Dees. How's he uh, here? Can we hear him? I
0: believe you can hear me.
1: Hello, Dan. There he is.
0: <laughs>
1: <clears throat> How you are you? I'll
0: let you do a proper introduction. Somebody has
1: been doing this longer than me. It's getting harder and harder to find people like you. <laughs> yeah, I'll I give uh, Dan a real quick to, introduction and uh, we'll, we'll get started. To a
0: boat at some point.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't been to many of the meetings lately. Sorry. <laughs> so, everybody, Dan Thies is an, a traffic expert from before Google. And he's been helping his clients and friends build their business online since Netscape was a startup. I remember that. I'm sad that I remember that. His books and courses have helped tens of thousands of people take control of their online marketing. And as the head of a Brain Trust Lab team, Marketing Brain Trust, or Let's get that URL just right, marketersbraintrust.com. You can check him out there. And he is a, um, uh, taking big company uh, tactics to small companies who are ready to grow. I kind of lost my place there. But we'll get more in, uh, uh, into what Dan's been up to and how he can share with us today. Dan, welcome so much to the show. Thank you, Jack. That was that was not my very best intro, could you tell? That was smooth. I liked it. It's like not nah, been doing forever. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like that. <laughs> so, Dan, how are you? Can you give people a little bit more background on Marketers Brain Trust just to get started?
0: yeah a marketers
1: brain trust is uh is a, a was originally
0: a training company that uh, leslie rody and i uh founded in two thousand and nine and uh you know at the time we were mostly talking about search you know talking about s e o talking about pay per click um and um and really just doing training uh, since then you know uh, the world has gotten more complicated since 2009. And so uh, we've kind of had to had to grow with it and we're still doing training. And that's kind of, you know, I, what I really want to do is I just want to work in the labs and do fun experiments. And then when we figure out cool stuff people can do, we can you know, put training together to help them put it, uh, put it to use. But a lot of folks just don't have the resources in house to, you know, to do the kind of stuff that you need to do now. I mean, even a, even a basic, uh, you know, Facebook campaign that we would want to put in place for a business has a whole lot of moving parts. It's not as simple as I just need an ad in the mm-hmm. landing page anymore. You know, and yeah. so now we're doing we're doing more done for you services. Um, so sometimes that's uh, more coaching, and it's kind of like having a part time marketing assistant, and then uh, you know it goes all the way on up to all kinds of full service stuff, which I never thought I'd be involved with, but um, that's why I have a good partner. Uh, or two that can uh, help us provide services without me having to be deep down in the weeds of operations every day.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a very big need because uh, you know there there used to be a lot more DIY in internet marketing. You know the possibility of it. <laughs> you could actually mm-hmm. somebody could come off the streets and take a little course or two and figure a couple of things out and actually run something. that's getting so hard for that to actually. It's just it's complicated now like you said. And uh yeah, we do service too, and I never thought I'd be in the service business at Brick Road Media, but I uh I'm I'm doing the same thing as you, trying to isolate myself from the inner workings <laughs> of it, the day-to-day stuff because that would drive me nuts. Because it brings me closer to that, you know, that world of wow, people really need help. They really need help and they uh you know, trying to save people from their internet marketing problems. And doing it for them is a is a big job in and of itself. Even that has gotten more difficult as it's gotten more difficult for everyone else. Is that your experience as well?
0: Yeah, and I think that the, the the big problem
1: that that we see out
0: there, at least with the smaller business, you know, folks doing less than a million dollars a year in revenues, we'll call small. Um, you know, these folks tend to have really, really, really bad measurement problems. That is to say, they don't actually measure everything that they need to measure. They don't necessarily know what's going on. That, you know, that's the challenge with whether we're running AdWords accounts or whether we're running Facebook campaigns. It's much worse for Facebook uh, because when when you're running yeah. uh, Facebook campaigns, particularly the people that know you, know your brand and stuff like that, which is where you should start, those Those folks aren't necessarily buying from you on the first click from Facebook, but when you actually start to look at the different ways that you can model um your your marketing campaign, so we had uh, one guy that was ready to shut down his Facebook campaigns um and based on first click attrib- uh, on 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 last click attribution, so did they you know did they mash that link on Facebook and buy something right away? The revenue number was zero. The revenue number was almost ten thousand dollars in three weeks. If you if you look at the at the people where the the path had started with Facebook, um, we've seen people cut, you know cut off their Facebook campaigns because they just can't figure out how to measure the ROI and their paid search starts to go off because they stop losing the, those brand name search they start losing the brand name searches that they were getting as a result of that and i hate to be an advocate for brand advertising but if you can actually measure the impact you can you know do the math on whether it's a good idea or not
1: man you just said a mouthful i could identify with that wanting to turn off the facebook ad campaign and and not there's so many ways to measure everything how do you talk somebody down from that situation when they when you're helping somebody and they've indicated to you that uh I, I, yeah, I've got all these measurement tools. Most people are aware of a lot of them, and they've got them plugged in, and they've got them put here and there, and they've got analytics tracking certain things on their landing pages. They've got their Facebook Insights and their Facebook Power Editor ad, you know, click-through rates and all this stuff. And, and I mean, it's just insane. What, what do you do to calm star. somebody down about that? I think there's a simple
0: place to start if they've got uh, analytics in place and they're actually measuring conversions. So you know, measuring transactions, measuring leads, stuff like that. Um, you can go into analytics and 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 get into uh, the under conversion. There's a section for attribution models where you can look at the difference between first click, last click. And and there are a lot of people, Avinash uh, has a really cool model that you can actually uh, import. Uh, One of the cool things about uh, about analytics these days is you can import other people's conversion models. You can import other people's reporting templates and stuff like that. So you don't necessarily have to reinvent everything from scratch. You can kind of test drive a bunch of different things and then figure out what works for you. But the other day I was cleaning out... um, you know, I'm sure you have the same thing, or you've got analytics accounts that people share data with you, so that you can talk to them and try and help them, or maybe it's just you know somebody's going to call in and, and talk to you on the phone, and you want to be able to you know be looking at their analytics while you're trying to answer their question. So periodically, right. we have to clean those up. I mean, Google will bump the number of accounts, the profiles that you can have access to, and I think we're at 300, but still we've got it right. I mean, that's, right. We're bringing more in every day, and and so we have to go in there and clean them up. And there was one that that um, had. Uh, had been sitting in there for quite a while. And I, it was one of those deals where nobody knew who it was, so everybody was afraid to delete it. But I finally figured out who it was. I found him in Infusionsoft. And I realized this is the guy that I talked to two years ago in Las Vegas that was telling me he couldn't see any ROI in his Facebook campaigns, and he was getting ready to shut him down. And I had actually you know, handed him my card and asked him to you know, schedule a, a call so we could go over it. He got as far as sharing analytics but never scheduled the call. So we never ended up talking, but this is the business that, um, uh, within a few weeks after that conversation, just starts to slowly peter off. He'd been running AdWords, um, and that started to do worse and worse. And the last you know, eight months, the the data in analytics is almost flat, an occasional random visitor here and there, and then nothing. And so mm-hmm. I had to find out what happened. Um, And so the first thing I did was I dove into analytics and I looked back at, you know, kind of the original question that I would have looked at if he had called me on the phone, which is, um, are your Facebook campaigns delivering ROI or are you just not measuring right? And what I found out was that um, at least 15% and arguably as much as 30% of the revenue that he was generating was initiated, uh, the first contact was on Facebook. Except that again, right? Last click, you know, where where somebody clicked an ad on Facebook and bought right then and there, wasn't that much. And so I, I didn't have the heart to actually tell him what I saw after I called him up. So I called him up and said, you know, so you know, hey, you know, we met a couple of years ago. I'm just clearing out our analytics. accounts, just want to make sure you don't need us to have this so that we can talk about it. He said. No, you know, I, I had to shut that business down, but I'm I'm doing great. I got a job. I'm I'm selling lawnmowers, and um, I, I've never been happier. Now, if he hadn't said, I've never been happier, I would have told him, oh, by the way, you are making uh, money hand over fist with Facebook. In fact, that was where all of your money was coming from. I just said, that's great. Thanks for uh, taking the time and we'll delete that account. I don't know if that was the right decision, but... <laughs> Uh, he said he was happy.
1: And, hey, he was to you say know, what people you, love you've to You've do, been you know? doing this internet marketing
0: <laughs> thing a long time, Jack. You know that like, if someone cures the addiction, we don't need to drag them back in, right?
1: Right, uh, right. First,
0: do no harm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so if, if, he, if he'd if said, I'm really bummed when well, I had wow. to shut it down, then that'd be
1: different. But he was happy. No inventory, none of that stuff. Just sell the yeah. lawnmower. Measurement stuff is a really, really big deal and uh and you have to wonder what percentage of people um you know we used to uh i used to be a tracker, as you probably know, and i mm-hmm. uh hung out with people who were professional uh trackers, and one of them worked for the forest service uh and um in death valley and uh, German tourists got lost and they eventually found him they called him to uh, my buddy to go and help with the search and they eventually found him and he was dead and uh and around the campfire we always talk about you know what 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 could we have done different uh what could have gone better for this guy and my buddy said you know he was in within 100 or 300 yards of everything it would have taken for him to survive even in Death Valley he just didn't know he just had no clue he had no training whatsoever and they uh-huh. didn't know how to generate water out of out of the air or anything like that, and so he died. And so this guy's business died too. He didn't know, and I think that's just a chronic problem. A lot of people are going along with um, all the stuff that's out there now. It says, "Hey, start up a Facebook ad campaign. It's really easy. Read my book, and you'll just have it." And then uh, you know, here learn how to do analytics and everything, and people will sign up for all of these things. And it looks like everybody's doing it. But I don't think that even a bare majority of the people are out there doing it right. And I I think that's what well, you're saying too, is that there's yeah, a well, lot of people out is, there you know, that they, that
0: they have all the accounts in the book.
1: Right. It's not that any individual
0: thing is too hard to do, right? right. You couldn't learn any of it. And that's you know, that's the siren song of the of the get rich quick training. Like, this stuff doesn't look that hard. I could learn that. Um, you know, look at this idiot. Um, making you know, making this video, he's obviously making lots of money or she's obviously making lots of money. Well, you know, for for one thing you don't know that. But the thing is it's not that any individual piece is too hard for humans to learn. I mean, we're not talking about stupid people here, we're talking about pretty smart people. I mean, it takes a lot just to get the business started. Um You know, there's parts of it that I'm no good at, that, you know, I need a partner like Leslie to deal with all the, you know, incorporation and all the other, you know, weird things about how do we characterize revenue from Bozakistan or whatever. You know, I I don't want to have to deal with that stuff. I'm glad I have a partner that wants to. But it's not that any of it's that hard. It's just that there's a lot And, and more and more and more every year. And it gets to a point where you need specialists, you know. Um, Back in the day, you know, in 2003, I started uh, SEO Research Labs, and we did one service to start with. We did keyword research. The thing is, we could have somebody that did keyword research full-time, and that was their specialization in a couple of hours, could knock out more than uh, pretty much any SEO consultant out there um, in terms of just the quality and, and, and the number of opportunities that they could find. In a couple of hours, compared to what it might take somebody a couple of days to do, and that's somebody that knows their way around it, right? They're just not efficient. They're just not fast. It's, you know, the same thing. I mean, I, I've been trying to train people on what we do with AdWords, um, partly because uh, we're you know we expanding and, and we need, need to keep you know, bringing people up to higher levels of power, but also because we're trying to write more scripts to do some of this stuff. Because I'll go through an AdWords account in about eight minutes, and, and I'll have found 80% of the work that needs to be done. Uh, you know, most people get as far as saying, well, it looks like we're spending a lot of money, you know. Um, uh-huh. And that's something that, you know, AdWords is actually fairly simple compared to to, to, to channels like Facebook where and, and where you're dealing with multiple intersecting and overlapping uh, custom audiences and things like that to make it all work. But, you know, so what we try to do is we try and translate it in, in training terms down to here's one play that you can do. Here's one thing. Here's step-by-step how to set that one thing up and how to operate it, and now at least you've got that one thing working. Because if people just do one thing at a time, I think that the problem is you you get into this thing where you're you're not being a serial entrepreneur, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a disease, but, you know, it's a disease that, uh, you know, potentially, it's like, uh, you know, it's like calling Asperger's a disease. Well, okay, maybe, but also that, you know, you've got people that are extremely focused and very intelligent and able to to concentrate in ways that I can't. a you know, Serial mm-hmm. entrepreneur is one thing, but trying to be a parallel entrepreneur where you're trying to do nine things at the same time and none of them get done, and then you get frustrated. Um, you know, we're we're uh, we're getting ready to make a big push on people getting analytics completely set up, getting everybody onto Universal Analytics, getting uh, people, especially lead generators, onto Tag Manager, because we've had some just you know tragic situations where um, you know somebody's uh, generating hmm. leads for insurance, and um, you know there's a certain age range where they're hyper profitable. And uh, other age ranges where they're not. Well, when they get the form submitted, they know whether that that's a, a you know a great lead or a new lead. Now they can't refuse service because that's discrimination. But what they could do, if they wanted to, if they had tag manager on there, is they could actually you know sniff out what's that what's that birth year and figure out how to score that lead. And then you know whether it's Facebook or AdWords or whatever, you can feed those conversion values into analytics, and you can actually measure. Right, the performance of one ad or another. It's not the number of opt-ins, you got, or the number of conversions. It's how much will they work. And uh, and so you know, go, going going and, and measuring goes deeper than just getting the getting the the instrumentation in place. But the thing is, once you've got that set up, now it's paying for itself forever. You know, you don't have to set it up again. And the same thing, whether it's you know email autoresponders mm. or or you know a Facebook onboarding campaign. I, I we see people all the time where they're they're bringing visitors to their website. And they're not doing anything to capture those people and remarket to them on Facebook so that they can make sure that they become fans or at least the qualified ones. And um, if we got time, we can talk about kind of a two step qualification where we show them something that only the best customers would be interested in, and that's our like campaign. So that, you know, because you don't want a million fans, you want the thousands that are, are worth the most much more than you want a million.
1: Exactly. But, uh, you but, touched on um, something a little earlier that I think we we need to keep touching on so that we don't have uh, people passing out. One thing you guys need to know, listeners, is that Dan is way down the rabbit hole. I mean, he's as far down the rabbit hole as you can possibly hole. get, and he talk about, huh? He's <laughs> in the rabbit hole. He 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 dug. Actually, a lot of people uh, say that Dan dug the rabbit hole. He was he's the rabbit. So don't get. You know, don't get worried that some of the stuff that we're talking about, you may not know about. One of the most important things that Dan said just recently for you guys who might be freaking out a little bit is focus on one thing and get one thing done. I think so one of the veins of our existence. Do you want to walk veins through of our existence, simple
0: campaign that everybody should be running, Jack?
1: It's, absolutely. It's on, on, on perfect.
0: Facebook. Okay, so you've got people coming to your website, right, from somewhere. Some of them might come from Facebook or Twitter or you know, LinkedIn or Squibbler or – I made up Squibbler, <laughs> but um, only because – I made up my My domain was already registered when I tried to register Squibbler for my social network. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> but you've got people coming to your website. They might be coming from AdWords, you know, from all over the place, right? Now, I'm not going to get into how we, like – do all kinds of fancy nuances for this uh, too much. I mean, we'll take people and based on the search term, we'll put them in different audiences. But you can use a service like AdRoll or Perfect Audience. Um, I like to start people on Perfect Audience because they'll give them like a $75 credit or whatever. You can just Google for um, you know um, Perfect Audience promo credit to see if they have any better deals than that. But I think $75 is like a default if you on a website. And that's a lot of money to actually have for remarketing of this kind. Um but yeah. you can put their put their pixel on your website, which is just it's it's a, it's one line of code that you've got to paint on the pages that you want to remarket to. So, um, for example, for a retailer we might only put that onto our product page template. So somebody that got as far as actually looking at a product, those are the people I'm gonna remarket to, not the people that just landed on the home page and bounced off or whatever. Um, so we get that perfect audience pixel or that ad pixel on that page and what that does is it uh does cookie magic with them. And we can actually now run ads uh, to those people on Facebook, not just on the right-hand sidebar on Facebook. If you've been on Facebook on, on the desktop, you'll, you know there's ads on the right-hand side. But sometimes there are also sponsored posts in the news feed. You can run ads using Roll a Perfect Audience to people that are on Facebook that have been to your website. And if you want to, right, you can actually just trigger the people that went to, say... Um, a product page. The reason why we like to use Tag Manager is you can do all kinds of fancy, sophisticated stuff. Like they watched, you know, three minutes worth of this video on this page and hovered their mouse over the red button, and now they're going to be in an audience. We can do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. But if you just take the simple step of everybody that visited your website, okay, and you run ads to them on Facebook, that um, preferably it's something that qualifies people. So as an example, we were working with somebody that um, they sell computer networking gear. Um, expensive like high-end customized custom integrated they're after not me like the the end user of a, a network they're after the the, the people in right. IT and the people in purchasing so what do they do is when they're running the, these remarketing ads so they're taking people who have been to their website and they're showing the ads on Facebook and the ads are all about managing the accounting of your um, of your cloud infrastructure um, and you know stuff like that that's completely inside baseball stuff for the, the purchasing people and the IT people that have to talk to them, okay? And those are the ones that are, that are you know, they're interested in the ad, they engage with it, they become fans of the page. And now we can advertise to highly qualified people as fans of the page on Facebook. And, one, you get your ad costs go down. Like the cost to reach people goes down, and you it's much easier to get multiple impressions from your Facebook page, if they're a fan, because uh, Facebook has this notion called affinity, and so the 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 more kind of uh, closely um, they line up with what you're doing, the easier it is for you to get them. And so we can run um, run campaigns off of that. But the simple thing, the plumbing to set up, is to get that that remarketing pixel on the pages where you'd want to remarket to people from the people that are the most qualified, the most likely to come back and buy. And then get 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 that set up so that you can run ads into Facebook.
1: You can play around
0: with the, the advertising, but the biggest thing is the Facebook advertising. It tends to not work very well to just bombard people with offers. Um, unless they right. already know you, like you and trust you. And so this is kind of the first stage of that as they got to my website at some kind of way, now I'm gonna cultivate or nurture a relationship if you wanna use the HubSpot term, right? Um, and 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 those <laughs> people are easy to get to. You can spend twenty bucks a week on Facebook advertising um and do all of that um, it, it, even with a, a a fairly active website where you've got you know say more than a thousand visitors a day coming in from other sources. It doesn't cost that much if you have that close affinity where people end up burning a ton of money on Facebook advertising because they try and target broadly. I've seen campaigns that are targeted all all right. males in the United States. Okay, well, hey, You know, at least segmented by gender. But you know, as you go forward and you start to add one piece at a time, it's not that hard for people to do it themselves. It's just, right? You want to take one step, get your feet under you, understand, orient yourself again, and then you can take another step. And what you see, you know, these days we're we're moving to kind of you know training that's about one thing, rather than training that's a whole that's that's a, a whole big system. Just because we found that that um, you know compared to five years ago the systems were simpler and people could understand the whole system and kind of keep it in their in their head as one, thought. now we need to kind of you know build different pieces of the structure and then tie them together later uh, to to help people succeed yeah. with it. Here's
1: a big there's question. There's so much more. Now. This is this. This might be this might be a really good question. It might not. We'll, let's try it out. So somebody. <laughs> thinks that they have to do everything themselves because they don't have a budget to hire someone because they perceive that the the hiring of somebody who's as good as you guys are is going to cost them a pretty penny. How do you coach people to working up to like that being the goal? Because we know if we start something simple and even if we have a $20 a week campaign and we've got a little bit of, you know, we we can see some conversion, we can see some ROI, we can see all this stuff happening on a small level, how do you coach people to get from that to uh, somebody who, you know, like you guys, who can take it and really, really grow something big? Well, so first
0: of all, I mean, it doesn't cost that
1: much to hire help as long as you're not expecting
0: them to provide all the labor for everything, Right. So uh you mm-hmm. know we, 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 we have coaching programs that start at five hundred dollars a month. That's um not me personally, but it's it's Michelle Chance who Sangpong, who's one of our uh one of our, our, our folks that we've been working with for, for we've known her for more than ten years. Um, you know, successful mm-hmm. um online retailer, uh been around um every block you can be around in marketing and what she does is 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 she's more like a project manager. So so she walks you through the steps. So if we need to get analytics into your shopping cart, she'll go figure out what you know what code needs to be done, what the instructions are, and then here here's the, you know here's the instructions. Just do these five things, and then it'll, then we can test, and we'll be up and running once we've got an analytics working. And then we can move on to the next thing. And we focus on one thing at a time, and it doesn't cost that much to do that that way. But you know, for people that, that where where even you know, that's a stretch, what we like to do is, is try and do these you know these shorter focused trainings that we're doing now where it's really about one thing. So we did one last summer called um Universal Traffic Engine, which I hope is the last time we try and do a catchy name on a training and that I win the, the <laughs> war of branding that we just call it what it is and put our name on it. But um what it really boiled down to was was um was three simple plays one of them is um is uploading remarketing lists from your email database so if you've got right you've got a list of customers you can upload one of those um building a, a lookalike audience or i I can't even remember if they still call it a lookalike audience or or what they call it at Facebook cuz they change the names of things just randomly but we 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 would have people yeah. upload their email list right half of those somewhere between 20% 50% usually won't match and that's actually somebody's real email address that they also gave to Facebook. So now I can now I can serve ads to them. And first thing you can do is you know try and get them to be the fans of your page. But we like to do um, what they used to call an engagement campaign, and now they just call it boost post. Um, and we do that from the ad yeah. manager. But um, but that works really well for people that you already have some affinity with. Um, because what, what it does is it causes Facebook to target your ads to the people that are doing lots of liking and clicking and sharing, and also those kind to people people that are also buying. But we had people just uh, essentially, let's go ahead and, and have you upload your, your, your mailing list of customers, your mailing list of prospects, and then we'll build similar audiences to those, and then have them layer on a few other interests. And the cool thing about Facebook is if you've got a high-end product, you can actually layer on a filter using their partner categories, that says, I only want people with premium credit cards. So if they've got an Amex card that doesn't have a preset spending limit, for example, um, you can layer on people that are known to be online purchasers. And so, right, it, it decreases the, the the size of the audience that you're reaching, but it increases the odds that, that you're going to be successful. We like to target really small audiences, um, try and find the center of the bullseye, and then we can expand out from there until we stop adding profits. But you know, you start losing money long before your campaigns drop down to break even, you know. I right? guess you add profits and then they're slowly going away. Right. But um but the the biggest thing people don't do is they don't target small enough, narrow enough and specifically enough what they think might be the ideal. And so we were teaching people how to do that in that training. And we had people that, you know, uh, we had one of one of the first uh, first Q and A calls, so we usually do one about two weeks in and the first the first one we did um, these guys had, were, were doing like a high-end cosmetic thing. So you're talking about, you know, $150 jar of face stuff to make your face better. I don't know what, exactly what it did.
1: Better, <laughs> right? Um, you were obviously but, not on their marketing team.
0: But, you know, it wasn't like uh, they weren't selling <laughs> a, a big, giant, you know, gallon vat of, you know, for $2 like you get at Costco. They were selling this little little bitty jar that, I, I mean, I think it's almost an insult to jars to call it a jar, for, for like 150 bucks. But by targeting, and then they didn't do a pushy sales ad. They did an ad that was very much in the voice and kind of what the customer would want. It was a very beautiful line drawing of a flower, and that was that flower is one of the ingredients, and it grows in the high Alps, and so it you know it's it evolved to to survive ultraviolet rays, and that's why your skin won't crack if you buy this stuff. And they didn't even say buy in the ad. It was just like you know it was like well, that's why we use it in in this thing, and they linked to it. That was it. And they ran that as an engagement campaign. They spent like sixty bucks and, and and did thousands of dollars in revenue. That was, you know, like even even at the you know, like the last click from Facebook, it was literally that good. Um, we have another one that um that just started doing that and they've got one of those one word domain names that I'm not gonna mention. Um, but it's one that if if you saw it on the market, Jack, you'd wanna buy it. Um and it's I mean it's the perfect domain name for this market. They own it. Um, and what we found out was that Facebook wasn't generating um a whole lot of you know direct click revenue, but the amount mm-hmm. of um of uh type in traffic that they were getting because people don't have to what was the name of that? No, they don't have to do that they've got the one word that everybody would want um and they you know they yeah. haven't been terribly successful with uh you know with uh you know trying to get there with search ads and stuff like that because um, the site still doesn't convert very well. But now we've actually got some traffic coming in where we can start to do conversion testing and things like that. And um, and you know, the, the the frustrating thing a lot of people have is, is is they don't have enough traffic to convert, and they can't afford to go out and buy search ads. Because for me, that was always like, if I need to bust my way into a market with a sled channel, I'll just go buy a search ad and figure out how to make money with those. Yeah. But... You know that's gotten um, a lot tougher. The bar is higher for how you know how effective your site has to be in converting, but Facebook is still a channel that you can get low cost traffic from and you can get low cost traffic uh, you know uh, from people who um who know you already who trust you already, or from people that they've shared with one of the the crazy things about Facebook is if you don't do sales pitchy stuff, you do stuff that people would, you know that's interesting that you know kind of mentions that you exist and sell stuff. People share that. We see it, uh, what we call the the, the the organic echo or the organic amplification. Um, the amplification, it's often five times as much organic reach as your paid reach, and sometimes more than that. Uh, and then we see this organic echo that happens afterwards. So there's this echo effect of traffic that we we'll, you know, it all shows up as direct in analytics. You don't know where it came from. But when you actually start to look at what you're getting out of Facebook advertising, if you target people right and give them something that they're actually that they wouldn't be embarrassed to share, right? You don't want to share your sales pitch, okay? But, um, but you know, come up with a good story. A contest works really well. Um, I've been watching this contest for um, – it's called the Little Stopper, and there's a big stopper. It's some kind of photography thing that lets you F stop. I don't even know what that is for because I, I I gave up on <laughs> photography like 100 years ago. But, um, but they're giving away three of them, and all you have to do is like and share and comment. <laughs> on the post, and I don't even know. what us say what's rules say about that. The thing is going crazy. I, I I got nine friends that have shared that. I didn't even know I had that many friends that were following The thing is, nobody but a photographer would be interested in sharing that. And so what do they get? Is they get a bunch yeah. of highly highly qualified fans that are the perfect people for their market. And I'd be willing to bet that all of the, all of the exposure and everything I've been seeing, they may have spent a hundred bucks on that campaign tops. To to to, to get wow. just all over the place. And clearly they were doing a good job of targeting photographers to start with, but who did they target? The people that already knew their product, the people that already liked them. Who are they sharing it with their friends that are into photography to let them know, hey, you can get this cool thing too. And uh, you know, I, I think I think people uh just give up uh way too early. Um and a la- a large part of that, like I said, is, is they're just not measuring the impact. You're not you're not seeing how much it is. I mean, I I got I got forty three clicks on this thing, okay. Well when you go and look at the report on Facebook and you see that that, that I also got four hundred clicks from organic shares, that forty three clicks is not even an important part of the math anymore, right? The four hundred is a bigger number. Right. And so um so you know it's, it's But the forty three led to the four hundred, right? <laughs> exactly. It's you know 400 organic and, and 40 paid. Uh, you know I couldn't have gotten the 400 organic without the 40 paid. But um, you know does the 40 paid excite me? No. It's it's the, I know the campaign was effective because it got shared a lot.
1: Right. So effectively, I mean, whatever you paid for the 40, you you now average that out over the 400 and 40, <laughs> and it's a better yeah, campaign, but- right?
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and we, we see stuff like that all the time where you can multiply um, the value of, of what you paid for by 10 or 12. You know, I, it it drives me crazy. It goes around. I mean, you're in these marketing groups, right? It, it, a week doesn't go by without somebody, you know, posting some stupid clickbait article about you know, Facebook is forcing you to buy fans. Well, they're not. Um, you should be getting the fans that you already had connected to your Facebook page, Right. And two, then, you know, once 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 I buy these fans, I think I own them, and so Facebook should show everything I post to them for free. Well, you know, Mark Cuban was kind of famously whining about this uh, a while back, right? But if you actually looked at what the Dallas Mavericks Facebook page, they were posting like 40 times a day. Well, how the heck do you expect your – like you're going to be the only thing in anybody's news feed just because they happen to push like on your page one time. They're not that big of them. Right? If they were, they would just yeah. you know, spend all their time on your page. For the other normal, nobody's people, that big of a Mavericks fan. One. Well, and the thing is, you know, at any yeah. given moment, there's ten or twenty thousand things that could show up in your Facebook feed. They're going to show you a dozen. Well, how do they decide? Well, right. it's either the, like the stuff that like all of your friends or your really close friends are sharing. But as far as the you know the 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 people trying to make money stuff, it's going to be a few, and most of the time, it's going to be somebody that paid to be there. How else? Right. How, how else should they? I mean, it's the same thing with paid search. People used to say paid search on Google's search evil. Well, you know what? I want the person who's willing to pay the most to be on that search result to be able to be on that search result because they're the one that, at least if you know, capitalism works at all, they're the one that can add the most value to searchers. Because right? the, you, know, you don't make a yeah. profit without adding value. Your profit is some share of the value that you add. And so whoever's willing to pay the most for that click probably has a good case or why they should be there, and it's the same thing with Facebook. But, yeah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get all, you know, crazy here, but, um, but if, <laughs> you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't spend your time tripping and worrying about whether, you know, your your organic posts get that reach. You should be trying to figure out what do people want to see, and then paying the few bucks it costs to put that in front of people, because it doesn't cost that much. Yeah, you can reach everybody that was really going to be interested for very little money
1: yeah and that's why I like this this conversation because this isn't something you typically hear. I mean I haven't taken all the training that there is available thankfully on facebook uh marketing or anything like that, but the circles that I do run around in i mean you know you just don't hear this part of it, and I really didn't want you know at the beginning, it's like okay, let's lay out the problem and then get everybody really 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 in touch with the problem here today with all of the things that you can do to get traffic. And we've been focusing on Facebook, but there's another 900 trillion other things that we can do. There's too much opportunity. And then we, well, you know, to recap yeah. a little bit, we said let's focus on one thing, do it well, do it all the way through before you get distracted and do anything else. See it all the way through. So for Facebook, do it simply and get it done. And, and get track. it up and running. You know, and I was it, thinking when it, you were talking about small audiences, yes. Exactly, and I was thinking when you were talking about small audiences, um, just get a result. Just get a result. Just get somebody to come for you know twenty nine cents over to your site and buy something, just so you can see it because you can do that
0: one time. If we see more, if I see more than ten thousand people in the audience that one of our people has set up, I I'm very suspicious that they've targeted too broadly. Especially if they're just getting uh, mm-hmm. like, okay, so okay, so you've got 50,000 people in, in, your, in your most narrow look-alike audience from your customers, Great, let's add premium credit cards or online purchases or something like let's increase the odds and decrease the number. And then let's make sure that all you know six or seven thousand people that, were, that, were, that that were after get to see um, multiple impressions of the ad. That's the other thing is impressions matter um, more than reach. Frequency is more important than 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 reach. The more times I can show somebody an ad, the, the more likely they're gonna they're gonna buy
1: something from me if I'm showing it to the right people. Yeah. Nobody has to tell Frank Kern that, right? <laughs> no, I, I I see he it his ad every, every single every time I get on there. <laughs> And some people might say, well he's a uh trillionaire, so he he can afford to lose money. No, people don't think that way. That's how no, they got he to be he wealthy. He doesn't lose he doesn't make money on the on these
0: campaigns. And, I mean, I I know maybe more than I should about his campaigns, but um I mean, he makes <laughs> money on he, the the leads pay for themselves. They don't they, nobody has to buy mm-hmm. uh you know, I mean, he, he doesn't need anybody to buy any of the high ticket offers for him to him to uh to break even on those campaigns. The first thing he figured out yeah. was how to how to generate you know the self liquidating lead, something that, that you know actually pays for itself. And so there's there's this constant flow of little you know forty seven dollar sales and seven dollar sales and ninety seven dollar sales that feed back into the campaigns. And so uh, he you know, he's got this engine that that gets him exposure and gets him attention. And all he has to do then is uh, try out different things to try and, and do the high end
1: monetization on the back end. Yeah, he's tricky. People should be paying attention to that. They shouldn't be mad about those things. You know, it's just like people who are like, I, I use ad blocker. I can't stand it. And I'm like, you're a marketer, and you use, <laughs> you're not a marketer because you use ad blocker. You have no idea what's going on out there, or well, how to capitalize on with anything. Marketers
0: that hate marketing a lot, Jack. Right? I mean, I I uh, I remember one yeah. one guy. And, you know, he's a good friend. I don't want to like you know call him out or anything, but. Um, I was giving away SEO Fast Start for free, and I had spent like, I don't know, uh, hundreds of hours doing a new edition back in 2007. And when I launched it, I had it on a Squeeze page. My intention wasn't to keep it on a Squeeze page, but I was trying to move my list from one provider to another, and I really needed people to opt in again. Um, he was giving me arguments. I was like, well, you know, if you're going to talk about the information should be free, why are you making people give you an email address? Well, I'm not making them give me a real email address, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> but. Um, but it's just you know it's weird to see marketers that hate marketing, um, you know and yeah. Uh, but under, you know it, it's 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 a helpful it's a helpful reaction helpful instinct though to recognize you know how could I make this you know less offensive less intrusive and make it effective right? Because the best persuasion the best copy you don't feel like you're being sold. But, you know um, I'm sure you 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 know uh, call Ontario right from the the cold yeah. copy. Um, right and you know, that's absolutely, a we had him on not too long join.
1: ago on this very show. And you know the
0: stuff, the, the kind of stuff that Colin does. He's got this thing, you know, the, the Viking Velociraptor formula, which is a really simple thing just take one thing that that you you know you know your target audience has observed, validate how they feel about it, and then use that as a vantage point to introduce your idea. It's really simple. You can write a, a five sentence Facebook post that, that gets people much more motivated and interested. And um, you can also do things with Facebook, like you can run campaigns to change people's moods, right? Remember that Facebook experiment that everybody was all mad about last year? Uh, yeah. But we do that all the time. We'll 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 run a campaign of like you know, four or five different news stories about people that that um, that you know maybe had some big success with AdWords advertising, right? We'll. Then we start offering training and, and AdWords services after that. But what we did was we warmed up the audience to the idea that AdWords might make people money. And then we came in and started trying to sell it rather than trying to come in cold and start selling it. So, you know, just like you see with these Internet marketing launches, which we're seeing less and less of kind of the four-video launch the Jeff Walker formula, which I think, is good. Is, you know, like just especially the big public, you know, uh, email problem, just like that's... Uh, Not in anybody's interest, I don't think. But, but you you you, you can do the same thing, right? You can you can, and you don't even have to create the content, right? You can share, um, you know, this news story from that site, that story from that site, that article from that site, that puts people, you know, kind of um, moves people into into a particular mind frame before you start start making an offer. So you can almost do a launch with other people's content. We do that stuff with YouTube videos all the time. We find something cool on YouTube. We figure, how could we? You know, how can I share this and make it make it you know bridge it over to sell sell one of my training parks or something like that? And I didn't have to do the original launch. Give an example. What's
1: a what's an example of that? Because I think that's okay. actually kind of hot, well, and I'm not sure that many people have been aware of what's going on in a campaign like that.
0: So, I mean, I, I, I've been looking for YouTube videos from, you know, kind of like authoritative people like Avinash or, um, you know, Annie Cushing or people like that that are from grown-up marketing world um, and mm-hmm. where, um, where you know, they're talking about um, attribution modeling. And I'm trying to find some that's simple and short, um, and I'd like to find several because what I'd like to do is a series of free videos from other people on attribution modeling. And then um, after that, take people into our thing, and explains, explain you know how to solve you know how much the measurement problem can hurt you, how to solve it once and for all, and then you know offer you know just download the instructions, or if you would like to you know hire us to 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 do it for you or with you, um, there's different price points for with you and for you, but uh, but we can make that offer. The thing is, we wouldn't have to then actually create you know and, and all that extra material. And we can borrow the authority of those people. Uh, in a sense, um, by by sharing their YouTube videos, and you know they put the stuff on YouTube, they want it shared. Um, there's no problem with me putting a, f- a post on our Facebook page with that video embedded in it, and paying to show it to people. So we, we we've done that with um, with others. We've done that with uh, mods, uh, SEO mods used to be SEO mods. Now they're mods, right? They've got uh, they've got you know content, mm-hmm. whiteboard, Friday, whatever. I've talked to them a million times and I cannot talk them into they should be paying to show their content to their own fans because they're in that, you know, that, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. I, I don't, I couldn't even get to the reasoning of why. Well, they're on anything. top of the heap Well, and, and they just, you know, nobody wants to there's something in... about it. But, but we've done that. We've, we've sponsored, uh, we've run sponsored stories that are linked to their, their blog posts and, those things generate fans. They get lots of shares, and we get fans on our page. There are people that are very interested in the kind of marketing that we do.
1: Well, uh, you
0: know, I mean, if, if you're not going to leverage your content, I will. and simply That's that you're cool not okay. About let's Facebook let's put
1: this in a package. Let's put it in a package, though. You simply do that, or is there anything else that you do in that particular kind of campaign? Like you're. Literally saying, you're sharing SEO SEOmoz's awesome video or something by Matt Cutts or anything else that's t- targeted directly to the market. And by doing that, and by paying to share that around, you're getting more offense on Facebook, and you're not making anybody do anything else, or you're not physically doing anything else in that instance.
0: Yeah, and there's there's different ways that you can kind of you can kind of spin it. So let's say you've got a blog. Well, if you don't have a blog, get a blog step one, but um, a YouTube video I can embed in my blog post, right? And I can have a remarketing pixel that puts them into a, a very specific audience. In fact, if I drove the traffic from Facebook, I can just use Facebook's pixel, and, and, and Facebook will let me build an audience of people that spent more than 30 seconds on that page, or if I use my whiskey player, I can actually you know, do all kinds of crazy tagging people into audiences based on how long they watched in the video. But, um, We've got people that that, uh, that are doing this now with Tumblr. So they don't even do it on their own website because they don't want to expose themselves. But they want to build a, build a targetable audience of people that are you know interested in this or qualified for that. So they'll put a video on a Tumblr and they can put the remarketing pixel on a Tumblr. And so they'll drive traffic to the Tumblr. The difference between embedding the YouTube video on Facebook and sticking it on a Tumblr and putting a link to the Tumblr, one... When you put it on the Tumblr, Tumblr is really good at, at maxing out their use of the open graph tags, and so you you actually get a bit, bigger preview image for the video. Second thing is when they click it, it mm-hmm. go to your, to your Tumblr with a YouTube video. It will play right there on Facebook, and so you can't add them to an audience based on them taking that action. But if you can get them off of Facebook onto your site, you can, you can do more stuff. So there's reasons to do that, but... Um, you know, if you've got, uh, you know, whether uh, whether you want to think of them as a competitor or you know somebody that's just in the space that's related, right? So you know, AWeber isn't really competing with Infusionsoft, but they're selling to a lot of the same people, right? Um, you know, somebody who's, who's who's doing, you know, whether it's lead pages or or any of these other you know landing page generators, right? Well people that need right. that also are probably fans of Aweber or constant contact or one of these other email solutions. And some of those, um, some of those guys are actually targetable as interests. And if they're not, you can still, um, figure out, um, relatively easy who, who, who their fans are by sharing their content to, uh, you know, an audience right. of likely suspects and the people that I actually click through and engage with them, are the ones that you want to keep talking to. So we like to do, you know, lots and lots of reach, um, Lots and lots of, of frequency for the people that, that, as they become increasingly qualified. So we want to—you know—we might show ads to a million people this month, but I'm really only after the thousand that are the most qualified because I want to sell every last one of them. Right. But it doesn't cost Man. to reach. I mean, because you know, you, you're talking about you know CPM values of you know a dollar fifty cents sometimes with with Facebook, depending on the type of campaign you run, where you reach ridiculous numbers of people and you get that organic amplification and, you know, it, it, it costs almost nothing to get in front of people. The thing is, you're not getting in front of people that are hot to buy like you were with search ads. But, um, you don't have to keep talking to all of them. You just talk to the ones that that, that took that took action. On, you know, So we, we like to call it qualifying content. So we put up a news story that, you know, you wouldn't click a news story about, you know, how to cut your, um, you know, IT um, database costs in half by moving to the cloud, right? Uh, okay, uh, yeah. My database came yeah. with my Rackspace <laughs> account. That's got unlimited domains yeah. on it. You know, I, I don't I don't worry about my cloud database costs. But if I'm trying to sell the people that do, I want to go to the people that click that ad. The people that didn't click that that to that to read that story. It can be entirely editorial. It doesn't even have to be advertorial. Because all you're trying to do is get get uh, get the ability to target them with advertising later on. You can do the same thing with outbrain, you know. You can, that's a you know all these you know native advertising they call it, which is weird and stupid. But um, I don't know what native means there. But <laughs> like you know related story spam on CNN and wherever, right? The people that click through to the to to good qualifying stories that are unlikely to be clicked on by somebody who's not part of your target audience. Well you didn't sell them anything off the outbreak, but it didn't cost that freaking much and now you've got you've got them you know potentially remarketable on Google on facebook twitter linkedin uh you know everywhere you'd want to reach them right You can stock them around the web. And the thing is you know you, you're never going to be a big brand probably unless you're a big brand already, but you can look like a big brand to a small number of people to them you're like the biggest company in the world it's Right, just right. they see you everywhere, and and again, right, you know, it's uh, the, the the saying is that that, that that reach tells, but frequency sells. It's the frequency when, when you when you can continue to get get in front of people. And again, it doesn't cost that much to do it. Um, it's a lot like shooting fish in a barrel. You know, first you you've got to build a barrel, then you've got to um, you know fill it with the right kind of fish. Um, and then you know, your choice, choice of firearm, obviously. You could even use a bow and arrow if you want to.
1: I want to underline something that you just said. That that uh, biggest brand in the world thing is is really huge because we've all been wrapped up in one of those things at least once, and most of us uh, many, many times where um, anything like Neil Patel from Quick Sprout or, I mean, everybody has been caught in the hub spot. Uh, vortex more than once. That's impossible Uh to avoid avoid them. But the thing is, I think a lot of people do ascribe that to, they've got deep pockets, they've got really professional people that know how to do that stuff. There's something they're doing that I can't do, but the thing is, you can create that same feel for people, just like you said, right now. You can do it right now. For the people that you can reach, for the budget that you do have, you can become the hub spot in their eyes where you show up everywhere with all this killer content, all this cool stuff, and you can never figure out why they're doing it sometimes. What are you doing this for? You're just sharing yeah. this stuff? Why are you doing that? You're supposed to be able to buy something. And you're just blissfully just caught up into their vortex of uh, of uh, ads and, and pushed content and all that kind of stuff. And you just, you're, you're building up this little portfolio of how cool they are. It's like, God, you guys are really cool. You gave me these templates. I got to use those for infographics. I got to do this. I got you can tell what kind of ads seen in the last few days just by what I'm saying, and it's true. And and but you can do that for your little group, starting out right. You it, you hyper target and 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 you can become the whole world that they see everywhere. They don't even have to be on yeah. Facebook. They can do the retargeting and show and show up every single place there's an ad spot on every place they surf on the web. Yeah. Well, you remember
0: when um, that's a big deal. AdSense came out right you were like you know
1: still like
0: already deep into the marketing world by then well you know when adsense came out they yeah. let us put you know, little ads all over the place um i would I, yep. I would run ads for seo research labs um against the keyword word tracker so anytime an article mentioned word tracker i wanted my ad there you know for seo research labs that said you know if keyword research is too hard uh, just let us do it it's less than 100 bucks um and, and yeah. that ad um would get millions of impressions a month and like fifty clicks. But did I want clicks?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not really. What I wanted was them to see my name every time they were looking at something related to WordTrack. And that, um, you can still do. <laughs> um, with with, yeah, with Google um, display advertising, it's one of the one of the really good applications of display advertising. Is you can make you do it on YouTube. The ability to remarket means that now you can you can be a huge brand uh, to a, a small number of people, and it's the ones that were right. The, yeah. know, they came closest to buying. If you only go after the people that got to uh, you know uh, got to a product page, for example, you can be very conservative right. with it. It'll go slower, but um, but you can be. A big deal to to you know people. He's like there's not that many people in the world. When I started, you know, 2003, there were maybe a, a few thousand people in the world that that would be able to tell you what Word Tracker was, and all of those people knew my name. That's the only people I had because you know I I was making a full time living on you know 50 to 100 visitors a day. Um, but yeah. that's because it was you know it, I was I was only man if you only had name to the to the people that were that were in the center of the bullseye.
1: Right. If you only had remarketing back then, probably be too big for us to talk to on this show today. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I I had to get rid of that business because I didn't I didn't actually want to do the work, and so. Then that's uh. You come up with this people. great idea. Why can't people just pay you for the idea and leave you alone? Well, you have to actually give them something too. Mean,
0: no, I mean, I got people do it <laughs> full-time, right, that were better at it than I was ever going to be because they were doing it full-time, but I was never going to be able to spend 40 hours a week in Word Tracker. I mean, I, you know, I, the, the first person I hired was so that I wouldn't have to spend any time in Word Tracker, right? I was like, okay, well, if we want to do this more and scale it up. We're going to have to, you know, like sell it to people so that we can fill in the times when we don't have clients you know, of our own, right? And then it just turned into, okay, well, you know, it makes more sense for us to be a standalone service. But, um, you know, it was kind of always the intention to to, to spin it off to somebody. As it turned out, you know, it kind of became an unnecessary service once Google got a better version of their keyword tool, Um, although it's not as good now as it was then, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, so what are you doing today? I, I know we pointed out marketersbraintrust.com, but is there any other place that you would like people to go to find out more about you? Because I know they will, and they're probably chomping at the bit. What's he got? What's his free stuff? He talked about value, so I already know if I opt in for something, it's going to be good. He he understands that. So tell me where to tell people to go.
0: Marketersbraintrust.com. Get on the list. We do a, a, a live hangout every week. So after you listen to Jack's show, you can wait about an hour and then um, come to our hangout you want to spend your entire Tuesday on marketing porn um but uh but we also you know those <laughs> things obviously get posted to 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 YouTube um and we're we're just getting ready to start doing actually a weekly uh a, a weekly news magazine which is you know kind of my idea is is that there there you know there aren't a whole lot of things that happen in marketing that you really everybody should know about and be aware of and maybe act on out of you know thousands of stories, and so it's you know what are they what do you call it these days Jack curating um, but we're actually doing a little curating kind of like, yeah you know, just a, a weekly kind of you know, um, uh, PDF magazine where uh, we'll discover kind of the top stories and give people our interpretation on it. But I think I don't think it's enough to tell people what's important. I think you've got to tell them why and why you know who it's important for, who should ignore it, who needs to pay attention to it, who needs to do something about it right away oh yeah and and so so we we'll are working on doing that, so that's kind of that's something we'll cover as a, as you know part of that as a new summary at the start of our hangout and then but then every week we'll we'll be shipping that that thing out for free. I'm really excited about it it's been months um of you know getting the all of the the processes we got to have somebody that does the research every week and then an editor and doing real real company stuff is tough uh, it was a lot easier when it was just one i know book and and a and a
1: mailing list but um
0: they made us grow up.
1: I get nostalgic about those days. Remember the Warrior Forum? We just come up with a little simple idea, and everybody would go out and do it and ruin it. But uh, we just keep coming up with little simple ideas. And now everything's yeah, big boy businesses. <laughs> but it's fun too. It's it's fun. You just gotta learn how to do new stuff and and uh, know what you're not good at. It's probably the best thing in the world for anybody to learn. And just try just don't try to do too much. So. Uh, but i mean you know back in the day if we would have if we could invent a time machine and you and me go back to warrior forum in 1999 or 2000 and uh tell them about a little bit about what the internet's going to be like in 2015 would we not have lost our ever loving minds with all the opportunity juxtaposed against what we were doing then we had a forum we could we had people were still taking checks cuz there was no way easy way to take money online I mean, like we would have lost our minds and we would have thought that it was going to be this great Valhalla of, of, of marketing opportunity. And what we've actually found out is, our cautionary tale is, it's just as bad to have too much opportunity, to have too many things that you can do to bring in new business, to grow your business, as it was to not have as many things as we do now. Like we only had one thing. What we had going for us back then is we had to focus. There was only like three things you could do to make money right back then and grow your business and here now there's, it's multiplied by a thousand and uh, yeah. people are having the same trouble and those of us who have been through both of those eras it's like wow they're having the same trouble they did back when we didn't have anything that they could really demarket everything was hard and it was just yeah. go on the warrior forum and go out to aol and <laughs> you know and, and now we're having yeah. the same kind of conversation with new clients they're like oh my god i can't I can't get anything done. I'm like, really? Because you're swimming in an ocean of opportunity. What's wrong? Well,
0: I I can't remember when the, when the web was small enough that I actually made um, a, a good chunk of my sales from free classified ad sites. Yeah. The one thing, if you do get a time machine, I don't need to go with you, but just go back and tell me to use a fake name so that uh, <laughs> nobody can like show up at my house with uh, with... Uh, weird questions about can I help them start a business because I don't want that to ever happen again. I have a feeling
1: but, that this has happened to you, Dan. Yeah, I,
0: <laughs> I, I, I deeply regret ever using my real name. You know, I mean, I like,
1: come up with something. Cooler, I'm still, like I'm
0: still waiting for David D'Angelo yeah, or like, or Mickey Smooth.
1: Yeah. Anything yeah. with I'm a D Believe it or
0: not, guys, it, really. we are out of time today. <laughs>
1: No, let's extend the show by two hours. Well, awesome. Well, thanks for having me
0: in, guys. Um, This was really fun.
1: Well, everybody, check out marketersbraintrust.com and get on Dan's list. It's very, very important that you do so. I think you've figured that out by now. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Dan, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Jack. We'll talk again soon.
0: Thanks, Dan. Join us Tuesday at noon Eastern for the next episode of Traffic Masters. From traffic to conversion to business success.